This is the Battle Gorilla Lego podcast, episode 22, Robot Revolutions, Navigating the Droneuary Build Challenge. The secret title of today's episode is Droning On and On About Drones. There are still a handful of days left in 2023, but I'm ready to declare it over and done with. Time to move on. Move on to what, you ask? Let's move on to the first month-long build challenge of 2024, Dronuary. Now, is everybody ready to start building some robots? The Disclaimer Lego is a trademark of the Lego Group of Companies, which does not sponsor, authorize, or endorse this podcast. Are you ready to listen to the world's number one Lego podcast, recorded in my apartment? Welcome to the Battle Gorilla Lego Podcast. My name is Mike Sneed and I'm your host. Let's get right into it. Right into building some robots. Can you tell I'm a little bit excited for this one? I will be talking about Dronuary in this episode. Dronuary is, of course, the first month-long build challenge of the calendar year, starting on the 1st of January and running until January 31st. Specifically, this upcoming January, 2024, which is the 10th anniversary of the Dronuary build challenge. So, a nice little milestone for it. But you might be asking yourself, what is Dronuary all about? Well, in today's world, most people have a specific image pop into their head when they hear the word drone. And the image is typically that of a UAV, Unmanned Aerial Vehicle. This term covers everything from remote-controlled model airplanes to those little quadcopter models that have become very popular in recent years. Basically, just any small remote-controlled aircraft. These are sometimes equipped with cameras for aerial photography, aerial reconnaissance, surveillance, and so on. They are also sometimes equipped with explosive payloads. Lots of military applications there. But also, lots of potential for simple civilian-level fun. But that definition of drone is not what Dronuary is about. No, While that's what first comes to mind, unless you're an entomologist, in which case the word drone causes you to think about a male bee or ant whose sole duty in the hive, or colony, is to impregnate the queen, the meaning of the word drone in this case refers to a cyberpunk-influenced style of humanoid robots. As is becoming the norm when I prepare for an episode focusing on one of these month-long build challenges, I had some questions. And so, I contacted one of the originators of the Dronuary Challenge, an AFOL named Michael Wilhoit, who was only too happy to answer my questions and fill in gaps in my LEGO drone knowledge. In December of 2011, a trailer was released for the still-unfinished, or at least unreleased, short cyberpunk film, Keloid. This first glimpse into what would eventually be the Keloid universe was the brainchild of J.J. Palomo and his VFX team, Big Lazy Robot. 
That first trailer for Keloid was chock full of heavily armed, humanoid shaped robots engaging their enemy. Their enemy also being heavily armed, humanoid shaped robots. It was the kind of trailer that made you think, I want to build robots like that out of Lego. And so, people started doing just that. The original wave of Keloid-inspired Lego drones produced by the Lego fan community were primarily minifigure bodies with robot heads. Specifically, heads that were either one-by-one bricks with a stud on the front, or the headlight brick, which is a one-by-one brick with a slightly recessed upper front section that has a stud in the recess, and the back of which is completely open, forming an anti-stud for you to plug other studs into. And then, the spaces on the brick where you could attach other things, typically, had other things attached. A one-by-one translucent tile of whatever color on the front-facing brick gave it a very cyberpunk touch. But as time went on, the entire style of the drone started undergoing its tiny little cybernetic evolution. Between Keloid and other cyberpunk films of the era, not to mention video games, comic books, RPG manuals, and so on, there was plenty of inspiration for AFOLs to draw from. It wasn't very long before builders decided that using the minifigure torso and legs seemed kind of like cheating when building something that was definitely not meant to depict a human being. So, they started developing new techniques for brick-built bodies for their drones. In the beginning, these new brick-built drones were still minifigure-sized characters, but tiny little cybernetic evolution is an ongoing process, and the parameters of the minifigure size soon broke under the pressure of designs intended to push that envelope. By late 2013, a trio of drone builders, Forrest King, Xavier Hernandez, and the aforementioned Michael Wilhoyt, decided that it was time for the small Lego drone trend to be recalibrated into something more. They sought to engineer an actual drone building movement by giving it its own dedicated month-long build challenge. And so, on January 1st, 2014, the first-ever Droneuary rolled out of the Build Challenge factory and onto the calendar. It wasn't a very complex or rules-heavy challenge. Basically, it was build drones. Okay, actually, build drones and post photos of those drones to the Droneuary Flickr group. But still, build drones. Simple. Originally, you were to build specifically minifigure-sized drones... But as the challenge went on through the years, that stipulation was relaxed to the point that it became pretty much anything goes, with one exception. No meat bags. When things like hard suits and mechs started getting posted to the Droneuary group, people were told in no uncertain terms that those were things traditionally piloted by fleshy human-style people and that meat bags were not allowed in Droneuary. It would seem the occasional minifigure is potentially acceptable in a Droneuary mock, if and only if that minifigure is shown being destroyed by a drone. Personally, I'd like to argue that there should be a few rare exemptions for meat bags. After all, 
even if you hold the belief that drones are built by other drones, in the accepted era depicted in Dronuary mocks, if you go back far enough, that first drone-building drone had to have been built by a meat bag, possibly even a team of meat bags. I have this character. I'm not exactly sure what I'm doing with this guy yet, but he appears to be a descendant, in spirit, if not biology, of Victor Frankenstein's original abomination. And what do you suppose this guy does for a living? He builds robots. It makes sense to me that if the hierarchy of drones were to accept a primarily biological individual, a Frankensteinian abomination would probably be the most acceptable choice. Not exactly a meat bag. Definitely not a machine but sort of a a meat machine? A meat-based robot? Not quite one of their own, but certainly as close as a quasi-meat bag can get. Over the course of time, two of the event's founders, King and Fernandez, moved on from not just the build challenge, but the hobby in general, which left Michael Wilhoit in the position of final custodian of the theme month. Not that he had to go it alone. Other people stepped up to fill in when necessary. Two names I was told were instrumental in the continued smooth running of the challenge were Carter Baldwin and, of course, the ubiquitous Simon Liu. Which reminds me, there is not an official Battle Gorilla Lego podcast drinking game. That being said... If I'm talking about a month-long build challenge, or a contest of some sort, and I mention the name Simon Liu, feel free to take a shot. That guy is everywhere. Everywhere! For the first couple of years, Dronuary was not just a build challenge, but also a competition. With judging and everything. The prizes were only bragging rights, but who wouldn't want some Dronuary bragging rights, yeah? Yeah. The judging seems to be a thing of the past. And the discussions in the Flickr group, while still very entertaining, seem to be fewer and fewer each year. During my conversation with Michael Wilhoit, he gave the impression that Dronuary pretty much runs on its own. When talking about the 10th anniversary, he said... As such, we will be doing what we always do for the event. Nothing. And yet, despite Dronuary not being heavily promoted, people show up to build their drones year after year, like moths to a flame. Is it possible that the Dronuary month-long build challenge has itself become a drone? An autonomous machine that lumbers on, regardless of what happens to it? In the far, far dystopian future, when only one human remains alive on the planet, will that person spend the month of January building drones? Because Dronuary will still be an ongoing thing? I'm not really that concerned with that far dystopian future, but I am hoping it continues to run for a while at least. Because while this will be Dronuary's tenth outing, it will be my first time at the party and I like the idea of having a month-long drone-building appointment each year. I'm very much looking forward to my first Dronuary, 
My plan is simple. Build drones. And, you know, photograph and upload and whatnot. Since starting this podcast, I've done one build challenge. Mechtober. And that was... interesting. Yes, I stupidly announced my intention to complete the challenge twice during the month which led to me to stupidly complete the challenge twice that month, spending a lot of time and energy that could have been used to better effect elsewhere. When the six categories for this year's Space Jam contest were announced on December 1st, I had to think a while before ultimately deciding to give that one a pass. Because I know that if I had decided to take part, I'd have wanted to build in as many categories as I had ideas for, and therein laid madness. While Space Jam was two months long for most people, for me, it was nine podcast episode producing weeks worth of distractions. But Droneuary is so much more simple. Build drones. No complex mecha that takes so much time to design and build. Not really any big complex projects at all. Just drones, most of which will probably be around minifigure size. I won't be looking at hours and hours of work per individual entry, but rather minutes and minutes, or sometimes just minutes, of work here and there, now and then. I have ideas for drones. There's been about half a robot sitting on my build table for most of the year. He hasn't needed legs before, but I suspect putting legs on him will be less than five minutes worth of work. And then, boom! Droneuary entry number one, complete. My plans are to post these drones both in the Flickr Droneuary group and also the podcast's Instagram account. So if you're lurking in either of those places in January... Keep an eye out for a drone named Surrenderbot. He amuses me. And Surrenderbot isn't the only drone I've got in mind. There is a drone rendition of a character that I'm planning to have on display at Portland's Bricks Cascade Convention in March. I've got several parts on a BrickLink want list that I've been slowly buying without really knowing why. I knew they were going to be useful, I just didn't know what it was I would be using them for. At least, not until I started looking into Droneuary. Then everything fell into place for me. Those were drone parts! And then there's the question. Can I build a trio of drones for Droneuary? That would also qualify as a mock for my Lego Haiku project? For those unfamiliar, a Lego Haiku is a complete mock built in three sections, usually lined up in a row, where the first and last section contain exactly five pieces each, and the middle section contains exactly seven pieces. If you're interested in learning more about that, there's an episode entitled Mastering Minimalism, the Lego Haiku's Art of Expression in 575, from back in late August that goes into full detail about it. Anyway, I'll be building some drones. You should, too. Participate in Droneuary with me. It'll be fun. Let's build drones. Before I close the episode, I have a little story I'd like to tell. As I sit here recording this, 
it is currently the small hours of the night, late night, early morning, whatever you would consider it, in between Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. I know, this episode of the podcast is scheduled to drop at 5.30 in the morning on the 26th of December. But the distractions of the holiday season being what they are, I have spent the majority of this past week heavily involved in procrastination. But the story I want to tell happened yesterday? Earlier today? Like I said, it's very late and I have become unstuck in time. I I don't know. The story happened at the traditional Christmas Eve family get-together at my sister's house. This year, it was my sister, her husband, their two kids, my brother, his wife, their three kids, my cousin Chris, and me. Now, a couple of days ago, my brother informed me that, while they usually get me an Amazon gift card for Christmas, that was not going to happen this year. And my brother wanted me to be aware of this going into the holiday, so that I wouldn't be counting on spending that gift card the day after Christmas on something from Amazon. When he told me this, my brain interpreted what he was saying as, yeah, we're not getting you a gift this year. Which, considering the economy, was completely believable and understandable. I would imagine there are a lot of people who aren't getting gifts this year. So anyway, as I am sitting on my sister's couch watching presents get passed out and opened up, primarily by the five children in the room, there is a point at which I am handed a box. This box is wrapped. The tag on it says, To Uncle Mike, and then from my brother's whole family. And when you shake this box, it makes a certain sound. A sound I am presuming that anyone listening to a Lego podcast will recognize. And so I thought, oh, cool. They got me a Lego set. And then I ripped the paper off of it and found myself looking at the Ghost and Phantom 2 from the recent Star Wars Ahsoka miniseries. This set being the reproduction of two sets, the Ghost from 2014 and the Phantom from 2017, that I talked about previously in my episode on White Whales and Holy Grails. I mentioned how badly I had wanted those sets. I also mentioned the fact that those two sets had recently gotten something of a recent re-release in the form of a single combined set, and that, if I had had the money, I could have bought the current version of it and been satisfied with being able to cross that item off my list. But I didn't have money. I, I don't have money. So... I didn't figure that was ever going to happen. So as I said, I unwrapped this incredible gift and then freaked out a little bit. Then after I calmed down, everything proceeds along and the rest of the presents are opened and all of that. A little bit later, my brother takes me aside and says, Yeah, I listened to your episode about white whales and then when I went home, I ordered it that night. (laughs) So I just wanted to take a moment and thank my brother Joe, my sister-in-law Courtney, and their three kids slash my nibblings from that side of the family, Zeb, 
Ripley, and Tesla. Thank you guys very, very much. This made my Christmas. All right. That brings not just this episode, but all of 2023 to a close. Make sure you're here next year. That's in one week. When the episode topic is what we know about Lego in the year 2024. As always, social media links and wish lists where you can go to help the podcast out financially are available at battlegorilla.com links. That's it for me. Have a happy new year. The podcast's intro and outro themes, Podcasting is Awesome, inspired by Tegan and Sarah's Everything is Awesome, and Ode to Gibberish, were created by Michael Reinch. I think I just closed Pandora's box and I want to know if you could punch a sucker. How else would you know that I've done everything except any of it? You can have your bald eagle afraid of fire and you can eat it too and there could be so much joy and I want my libido well. How else? I mean, wish me luck on the prayers for junk food and 